Welcome to I Speak Human, a podcast about navigating the human experience by way of the stars. I'm your host, intuitive astrologer, Akashic record reader, and fellow human, Victoria Greer-Stevens. Join me each week as we look to the stars to answer life's big questions. Who are we? Where are we going? And why are we here? This is I Speak Human. Welcome back to the I Speak Human podcast, a podcast about navigating the human experience by way of the stars. I'm your host, intuitive astrologer, Akashic record reader, and fellow human, Victoria Greer Stevens. Join me each week as we learn how to change our voices, tap our heads twice, do a little dance, make a little love, get down tonight. I have a huge zit on my face and I need the world to know. Okay, none of this will get in there unless it's in the bloopers. I should have bloopers. I'm a blooper kind of gal. I have lots of bloopers in life. I find that most of my life is just a string of bloopers happening in perfect synchronicity. I think that's really what it's like to have your son conjuncting Uranus. Just an endless stream of bloopers that magically are woven together by the grace of the universe. That shit should get put on like a greeting card or something. Anyway, guys, won't it be awesome the day that astrology becomes so popular that pe- their Hallmark's going to make like a fucking Saturn return card? It's like, happy Saturn return. Here's all the shit you're going to need. And like, congratulations, you're out of your Saturn return. Or like, you know, astrological shit. Like, oh, you're in an eighth house perfection year. <sighs> Congratulate, you know, go on. I'm fi- I'm kidding. I'm in an eighth house perfection year. If you don't know what that is, perfection year, every single, there's different ways to interpret a birth chart, like a bajillion. And none of them are like, right. None of them are wrong. It's really just kind of which ones astrologers have seen be the most accurate, either in their own lives, the lives of clients combination. So a... Uh, oh my God, I completely forgot what it was called. Perfection year. There you go. Thank you. Thank you, guide, who just told me that. I'm not sure which guide it was, but it was one of them. Um, in an eighth house perfection year, what happens is that the eighth house of your chart gets activated. When do you have eighth house perfection years? Oh my goodness, I'm so glad you asked. At the age of 31, and then just minus 12, and then add 12. So you'll have one at 31. I'm just saying that because that's how old I am and I'm in an eighth house perfection year and I didn't have to do any math. Um, I guess that also means you'll have one at 44 because that's, I believe, gosh, I do that math right? No, 43. Yeah, 43. Um, 12 plus 31. Guys, this is pathetic. My mother is a math professor. I should be a lot better at this. I am pretty good at math, but not when I'm doing abstract numbers like that in my head. I don't do well with abstract numbers. Anyway, as you can tell, I am full of energy. So let's just get this thing popping, shall we? So this is your part two of your rising sign forecast. I want to do a few things before we go straight into Libra. We'll start with Libra. Um, I want to talk a little bit about what 2020 overall is going to look like. And I don't mean like like super intense, like detailed astrology, but just overall kind of what's happening and some themes that are going on 
One theme that I really want to highlight is that we're moving from material and physical earth energy to air energy. And that's happening in lots of different cycles and lots of different ways. So one way that's happening is Saturn moving from an earth sign which is Capricorn to an air sign, which is Aquarius. And Saturn has about a two and a half year cycle in each sign, three years if it retrogrades and comes back like it did this time, which it, I think it that, that's a pretty common thing for Saturn to retrograde. So, but two and a half to three year period. So we're coming out of that cycle is changing to air. We also have Jupiter, the planet of expansion, the planet of optimism, growth, faith, education, um, spread. It can also be like, so we saw what happened when Jupiter got into a sign that it didn't like Capricorn and was in there with like top dog Saturn, who is a little bit of a hard ass. And then Pluto, what happened is that, yeah, this expansive power of Jupiter is expanding disease and spreading it at a rapid rate. So, you know, Jupiter is one of those planets. Everybody's like, oh, it's the best planet. It's a, it's a it's a planet that expands and there's growth and there's optimism. And that's a good thing if you want the thing that's growing to expand. And if you don't, and so if Jupiter's not in a place where there's like, it has as much pull. So like maybe if it was in Sagittarius or Pisces, um, maybe Jupiter could have made it like a more optimistic situation or even a healing situation or a situation where we're all coming together in a more harmonious way. Instead, you had it in Capricorn where it is um, doesn't do very well because Jupiter is exalted in Cancer and then the opposing sign is Capricorn. So that means it's said to have its fall in Capricorn, which means it's not, it doesn't do very well. It doesn't get a lot of respect there. It can't really make things happen. So Jupiter has been in the sign of Capricorn all of 2020. Um, it's also the planet of travel. So we haven't been able to travel tra or travel has been very, very, very limited. So as Jupiter is moving into Aquarius and definitely when it's getting into Pisces, we're going to see a return of travel, a return of expansion. Um, but it's, you know, it's not going to happen right away because even Jupiter and Aquarius, it's not, it's better for like Jupiter would rather be an Aquarius than Capricorn for sure. But it's still like a Jupiter of like, okay, well, you know, I hear this problem you have and I'm going to help you fix it. But Saturn's still co-present with it in the sign of Aquarius. So there's still going to be a very like, we're going to come up with a system and a solution to change things. Maybe we'll, it's not going to just be like, oh, everything all of a sudden is going to be okay. Like we're going to have to make some conscious changes to our lives as a society to move forward. And that's, but I think what Jupiter does give us, and I think Jupiter is going to be in a much better place to give this to us over the next few years is a sense that Yes, we can. We can do this. Whereas Jupiter has been in Capricorn, so we really haven't been feeling like we could do this. And if you're a if you have if you're a heavy Jupiter energy in your chart, so for instance, if you're a Pisces rising, you're a Sagittarius rising, or you have a Pisces sun, moon, or rising, or even if you just have a really powerful Jupiter. So if your Jupiter is in Cancer, it's exalted. Jupiter's a heavy hitter in your chart. There's also some other indicators, which means you're probably very optimistic. You probably, in, like I'm like that, I have some heavy Sagittarius placements and I have an exalted Jupiter. I'm an in Vedic, I have six planets in Sagittarius, which is a different system, but 
of astrology, but I have a lot of Sagittarius energy in Vedic, like my sun, my Mercury, my Saturn, my Neptune. I mean, it's, I think it's like five planets. Um, but then I have, I think a, oh, I had, but then my, uh, Jupiter is in Gemini, which is in its, and it's in the 12th house. So it's, it's not a fun that, yeah, that's like astrology nerding out. But anyway, um, but Sagittarius energy as well as Pisces energy, it's very, it's Jupiter, it's Jupiter rolled. So it's like, yes, we can, we can overcome this. Everything's going to be okay. You'll see. But when Jupiter's in Sagittarius, Jupiter's in Capricorn, it's a lot more like, fuck, <laughs> like this positivity of Jupiter. I mean, and it got, and you saw it at the beginning of the pandemic, you know, we're a lot more optimistic. We're like, what are we going to get done during this time? But as it went on, our optimism really dwindled and that was us feeling. And you know, what's happening is Jupiter is moving through Capricorn and our optimism is dwindling, dwindling, dwindling. Now, a lot of people want to argue with me and be like, yeah, because we were in a pandemic. And I'm like, did I say we weren't? These things aren't happening independently. We think so linearly as, oh, okay, so Jupiter was in the sign of Capricorn, therefore it caused the pandemic. And because we had the pandemic, um, our optimism started out high because that's just what naturally happens. Like we were trying to be more positive. And then our optimism dwindled as 2020 went on and we experienced more hardships. I'm not saying... Yes, that's true. Jupiter is also going through Capricorn, which does all of those things. So it's not for me to say that like, oh, Jupiter caused this, but we are, we're mirroring the energy. It's, 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 it's a silly conversation to have. I think it's because we're like, well, we want to feel like we have willpower. We do have willpower. We do have free choice, but these are the energies that are influencing us and we can see how they're influencing us. And the benefit of that is because then we can see when it's going to be influencing us maybe in a more positive way and how we can work with it right now so that we don't feel so depressed and bogged down because right now there is a lot to stress about. There is. I mean, there is so much going on. And I mean, between what happened this week at the Capitol, obviously the election and what's going on there and, uh, you know, this transfer of power, the vaccines, COVID, and, and then also all of this activism that's kind of, I mean, I think in a we're really, I mean, I think we're going to see a resurgence of the Black Lives Matter movement and we're going to put more focus on this again because that that's a big theme for, I would say, 2021, but really the next three years. And what Saturn and Aquarius is asking us to do is really take a look at how we're treating every person in our community and listening to those people, listening to the people that are saying, hey, this isn't okay, this is unjust, this is rather than explaining it or being like, oh, well, or defending it or, you know, and even like when, you know, being told like we have white privilege, like rather than assume defending why you don't get curious about why you do, because, and that's really, I think what Saturn and Aquarius and all of these planets piling up in Aquarius, it's really asking us looking at other people's perspectives other than ours. And that is the only way we are going to heal and come together. Capricorn energy is very much about like, it wants things separated. It wants 
you know, you over there and me over here, and it wants to have very clear boundaries and lines, and this is right and this is wrong. It's also very traditional. It's very religious. It has, you know, strict rules. Um, it it also wants a lot more uniformity, whereas Aquarian your energy, it, it it does want systems, but it wants systems that benefit everybody. It's not afraid to get rid of tradition if the tradition or this thought, because a lot of things that we think of, or that's part of our country, that's part of our values. Yeah, but look at what's attached to that. Like, is that really something you want to be your values? Is that really something you want to hold on to? Or are you just holding on to it because that's the way it's always been? And that's this the shift from Aquarius, from Capricorn is, you know, looking at your belief systems. And I would say just on a micro level, look at your belief systems about everything. Look at your belief systems about how you're relating to money, how you're relating to your partner, how you're relating to your friends, how you're, because that is going to help you be able to look at how you're relating to different races, how you're relating to different groups in society that you don't fully understand. So do this on a micro level. If Because when you start getting your mind flexible of looking at like, okay, how can I improve? Where, how can I better relate to the person next to me? Am I doing everything I can so that I'm thriving so that I can also help those around me? And taking care of myself and not, and looking at taking care of myself as an investment in other people so that I, like all of this stuff is really, really important right now because what's about to happen is we're we're entering in this age again this aquarian mindset and more and more people are waking up and becoming conscious that there's so much more than this physical material reality again we're shifting from material to air we're shifting from physical to more mental and digital the internet was invented the last time saturn was in aquarius so you can see how all of a sudden not only are we doing more and more things online, but all of a sudden also the internet's getting questioned at what it can do and what it can't do and how it's affecting us. And it's being held accountable for its actions, just like what happens in your Saturn return. And this is the internet's first Saturn return. So we can see on a macro level what happens during um, something or our like a Saturn return because everything on this planet it's every like you can even look at like when you bought something or when you got into a relationship and you can see the the energies of that relationship or even um, an event that you have planned like a trip like a lot of times people will use astrology to help plan trips because the energy maybe if you're doing like a business trip you want energy that's going to help create something that's long lasting. So I say all that to say that, you know, as the internet is going through its Saturn return, all of a sudden it's having to become accountable for like our information, um, also propaganda and how that's affecting. And, you know, do we all have the right to say whatever we want to say online or are there government restrictions? That's a very Saturnian and Aquarius, like restrictions on the internet, you know, can you do whatever you want? Can you say, you know, this, it's a, when all of a sudden people are spreading conspiracy theories that are causing riots and causing, you know, misinformation. Like, do we hold people accountable for that? 
or do we say, hey, it's free speech? And I think, you know, because is that censorship? Are we telling somebody that we, you know, even is it a conspiracy, you know, because then you get into the whole thing of like, well, what if it wasn't a conspiracy? And what if, you know, and I'm definitely not arguing any of that, not my point, but just the idea of like, are we going to put restrictions on, and also like, selling our information to companies. Like if you read, we bought a video game, um, a couple weeks ago, Tony Hawk pro skater one and two, my, well, my partner bought it. Let's be honest. I didn't buy it, but he bought it. And we were, we read the terms and agreement. I don't think we read all of it, but we read a lot of like the terms and agreement and it was insane the things you basically like agree to if you, I don't think it's just like play the game. I want to say it was like create an account or something. I can't remember exactly what it was, but it was like something you kind of had to do to continue to play the game. And, but it was just insane. All the things that were on there because you're just like, holy shit, like (laughs) you're basically signing my life away to you people. So, you know, I think that we're going to start companies and it was hit it's so much text and so much information and him and I are both very intelligent people and I was like I don't know what it's saying like unless you have a law degree and know how to and even then I'm like I don't I mean I think it's I think that it's written to a keep you from reading it and also that if you did read it you don't really fully understand what it says anyway if at all and and if you actually read the entire thing, because it's so long, I mean, it would seriously probably take you like 30 minutes to read that entire thing, maybe longer. I don't know. We read it for a while. It was at least five or 10 minutes. Um, anyway, but we're going to start, yeah, we're going to see the internet being held accountable for things. Um, also things that could happen are like more digital currency moving to more, you know, less reliance on like paper money and everything becoming digitized. That's a definite possibility. We're already, I think, seeing a huge, you know, but even moving into more things like Bitcoin. Um, I also think that the way that we're relating to space is really going to change because Aquarius is also space and we're already seeing that. I talked about some of this already in my January forecast and I also talked about it on the Modern Bohemian podcast. So go check that episode out and I'm going to go ahead and get into the rising signs because I, yeah, we got a lot to get through. So um, we're going to start with Libra rising. Libra rising. um, And if, oh, before we get started, I should say, go, if you don't know your rising sign already, go figure that out. Um, You can do that by going to the link in my bio on my Instagram, Victoria G. Stevens. Um, Also at the podcast, um, Instagram, I Speak Human podcast. You can go to that and go to a link in my bio and it'll say, get your birth chart. So you can do that. I'll also put that link in the show notes. So the thing that's really important when you're getting your rising sign, you really, really need to know your birth time. So call mom, look at your birth certificate, figure that out. Because otherwise, if you just put in a random time or even one that you think is close within like a few hours, it's very likely that you'll have a different rising sign. And none of this information will be right. (laughs) So highly, highly suggest going and getting this, the correct rising sign. If you are rising signs, Aries, Taurus, Gemini, Cancer, Leo, or Virgo, the episode before this is the one that you want to listen to. But I honestly would also suggest listening to this one all the way through because you'll hear um, 
some crossover between if you're a cardinal rising sign, if you're a mutable rising sign, or if you're a fixed rising sign. So for instance, for Libra, um, what I'm talking about, also if you're an Aries or a Cancer rising or a Capricorn rising, you might like be like, oh, there might be some overlap there because we're talking about the same four houses in all four of those signs because they're all cardinal rising signs. So we're talking about the first house, the fourth house, the seventh house, and the 10th house for all four of you guys. So even if you're an Aries or a Cancer rising, listen through to this episode because you might hear something that relates a little bit more to you just because I talk a little bit more about one house when I talk about Libra or Capricorn than I talked about in Aries. So without further ado, let's jump in to Libra rising. I love a good Libra rising. I have a lot of Libra risings in my life. My mother's Libra rising. My brother is a Libra rising. Um, Caleb's nephew is a Libra rising. Kristen, who's been on the podcast, um, is a Libra rising. They're really just, I have a client that's a Libra Libra rising that I really like. Um, They're just they're nice. They're generally very, very beautiful. I think that a Libra rising generally is a pretty attractive person um, because Libra rules Venus, which is beauty. So they're generally very beautiful. They're generally very charming and funny and silly, um, but they are really diplomatic and fair. So it's easy to like a Lib- Libra risings are very, very likable people. So just a little little extra for you. Um, what? So Libra Risings, you guys have been going through some some ish, haven't you? Twenty twenty really kicked your ass around. Um, so just let's talk about some things you came out of from June to December. You were going through Aries or excuse me, Mars retrograde in Aries in your seventh house in the house of partnership. What's that going to mean is there is likely to be some re, there was probably some big shifts and reconstruction with your partner. This could be a business partner. This could also be a romantic partner, but somebody in your life that is a significant one-on-one person, there was likely a big shift either forward, or it could be like a choosing to get out of the relationship. And if you did choose to move forward in the relationship, there was likely something that came up that was difficult um, in some, in in that regard. Like there was something that you had to overcome or work through. Um, you can also, this can also be your clients. Um, if you work with people one-on-one, that would also be this house. So it could be that you Maybe your client load either decreased or increased, or maybe you didn't have capacity for your client load, something like that. Um, Or you could have noticed that a lot of your clients were dealing with a whole, whole lot of trauma, like more than usual, um, or maybe even fights from your clients. So probably some tension going on there. And that was going on from June to December of last year. So you're, you're shifting out of that, which is probably feeling really nice, um, just to kind of get a little bit more ease in that situation, you're also, um, you're coming out of having Capricorn, uh, well, having Saturn and Capricorn and having a lot of tension on your living situation. So it's likely that, you know, the past even three years, but definitely 2020, there was something really different or like a change or shift or even just difficult in your living situation. That could also have to do with your parents. So it could be that like you moved back home with mom and dad. It could be that you, um, maybe 
or choose, chose to move away from your parents or, but maybe something to do with the mother as well of, or just early life. Um, so there could be some connection there. And again, that connection may have been in relation to your partner or so it could be that um, you moved out of your parents' house and moved in with your partner, or you know maybe even just some habits that were coming that are coming up, or things you learned from your early your earlier conditioning, and it was affecting your partner, or maybe your partner was reminding you of your earlier conditioning. So the big house for you, the big the big focus for twenty twenty one is going to be your fifth house, and. Honestly, Libra Risings, I think 2021 will feel kind of nice for you. It's just probably going to feel like a nice shift out of a lot of heaviness and stress. I'm not saying everything's going to become perfect, but I do think that you're going to feel a lightening and maybe a sense of just not so much pressure on you, to say the just to say the least, like just not as much pressure on you. Um, but the fifth house, the house that's going to be highlighted for you is going to be your house of children, creativity, self-expression. Um, so you're going to have Jupiter and Saturn there for the first year. And what that's going to do is it's going to create some optimism around those areas of your life. So if you are a creative or if you're somebody that has been creative and maybe hasn't been feeling as creative over the past few years or has felt really depleted, you might notice that all of a sudden you have more vision, you have more optimism, you have more structure around the things you want to create and why. Um, also, topics of children may come up for you. You may decide to have children. Um, if you already have children, you may um, there may be some significant things going on for them this year. Um, and as far as maybe a restructuring in the way that you're parenting or even they're having some obstacles or some blocks that are going on. But I think with Jupiter there, if it's going to be blocks that are overcomable and also like, we'll you'll be better on the other side. And, and I think that's true for all Libra risings. Like anything that you're seeing that is kind of an obstacle for you. And you may notice that this, whatever this subject is, may have presented itself around March 21, 21st of last year to about July 31st of last year. So if there were any significant themes coming up for you around this time last year, that time last year, you might notice them reappearing and becoming like the story becoming more and more clear. So, and more and more pieces getting added to it. So for, you know, you're, for that, as far as your creativity goes, I think, or your children or wherever, and this can also be your sexuality, your expression of that, um, romance, play. It's it's a really, a fifth house is a really fun house. So, but you may see some blocks around some of those areas, but I also think you're going to see ways to overcome them, um, especially over this 2021. The other things that there may be a pressure point is on your eighth house, which is eighth house rules, mortality, death, debt, taxes, other people's money, inheritances. It also is intimacy. So you have another house that has is having to do with sexuality, intimacy. So that could definitely be a theme for you. Um, other people's money. So that can be your partner's money. That can be if you're working with people around money, that can be that house. Um, it can also be that you're given some money or you're given some inheritances. Um, it could be that some debt or taxes that you haven't been paying attention to are resurfacing or just that you realize like, oh my gosh, I really want to get this taken care of. And 
that's going to happen when Mars goes through your eighth house. Um, and you're when Mars goes through your eighth house, you're either going to feel an energetic surge, maybe, but you also might feel some strife or tension. And it could be all three. You could feel like a lot of energy for something. And then there also be like, there's some friction there. You're going to be feeling a lot of those themes really from like now until about March 3rd. And that's because Mars is in Taurus. Mars is in your eighth house. So you might be noticing that there's there's something that's coming up right now about your partner's money or somebody else's money or debt or just that area being highlighted and that being a tension between your creativity, your self-expression, or even children. Um, so all of those themes can start presenting themselves, probably already have been presenting themselves. So also when Mars goes into Leo, which is your 11th house of friends and your community and society as a whole, you might also feel a tension there between your creativity or maybe feeling like there's a demand on you from your community for more creativity. Or there might even, if again, like if you have, if this is like your sexuality, you might find that there's like more charge from that area of your life or being around your community, you know, is making you feel more creative and playful. So it's not always necessarily bad. It's just that there's energy coming from that area. Um, and then when Mars goes into Scorpio, which will happen around October 20th to December 13th of this year, that's going to go into your second house of finances. So money is a big thing for you. I said in the last episode for cancer risings, I said, you know, getting a money coach might be really nice for you. I could also, you know, suggest that for you. I think personally, you guys might need somebody that's helping you a little bit more with how to channel your creativity and how to create plans around that and what you're going to do. Um, and you might need somebody that's helping you. Yeah, look at the money aspect of it, but really focusing on your self-expression. Like it needs to be coming from that place, if that makes sense. And then, yeah, maybe you get a money coach. Maybe you get, you know, somebody, financial advisors to help you navigate it. But you really want to be anchored from this place of like divine creativity because that's your your focal point of this year. And whether that's creating like children, whether that's creating romance, whether that's creating play and adventure and fun, that's it's just this is a it's this is fifth house is ruled by Leo it's self-expression it's who you are so you don't want to get so focused on money and finances this year that you forget that that's not your focus your prime focus needs to be your self-expression and your creativity and your finances even your debt and how you're managing your new finances and how you're creating money those also do need to be looked at this year but again coming from that place of really hyper focusing on your creativity and making a lot of room for that also your community is really important for you this year and so really pay attention to even how you're expressing yourself, you know, from your community. There could be, I could see if you're somebody that does um, any type of creative work there, I could see maybe there be something come up around charging your friends the high, like the correct rate rather than giving them like a discount um, or even you're realizing that your friends are taking advantage of you. Or it could be that your friends are like the person saying, hey, you need to stop, you know, 
pricing your shit so low. You need to start charging more. So it's not necessarily that like, it's just going to be some type of energy from your community, from your friends. And the eclipses are going to be going through your third house in Sagittarius and your ninth house, Gemini. Um, and that's going to be, you're really going to be looking at what you believe and how you communicate what you believe. There's also some things to have to do with travel, um, learning, but it's really, yeah, learning, higher learning, but also just daily learning, but then also teaching and communicating that. And how do you communicate your ideas and what you believe? So you're really, your philosophies, this has probably been going on for you for a while already, but your philosophies and how you believe about the world and your religious views are probably shifting a lot right now. Um, and you're also being asked to figure out how to communicate that to people. How are you communicating that with your you know, with your community, but also because third house rules siblings. Um, if you're a cardinal rising sign, so Aries, Cancer, Libra, Capricorn, you might notice that you have had some tension with your sibling over the past or something significant has been happening with your sibling over the past, you know, However, well, actually, I take that back. This wouldn't be for all of those. That This would only be for Libra rising and Aries rising. So if you're a Libra rising or an Aries rising, it's likely that you're feeling you've had some sort of tension going on with your sibling that has caused you to rethink your life view, or maybe it's not caused you, but it's been a part of that. So just wanted to highlight that. Okay, so next we're on to Scorpio rising. So Scorpio rising, your big house for 2021 is going to be your fourth house. Your fourth house is ruled by Aquarius and your chart in your fourth house is the mother. It's the home. It's your early conditioning. It's also your sense of safety. It's the most private hidden part of you. So it's how you were nurtured in a way. It's also how you nurture yourself, but it's really, it's your sense of stability and safety and belonging. So when this house becomes activated, lots of different things can come up. Um, you definitely could ha see some big shifts of like where you're living, um, your, like your physical home. You may also have themes come up around, like I said, the mother um, or your your female caretaker or somebody that you identified as a nurturing maternal figure. So it doesn't actually have to be a female, but somebody that you felt was fulfilling that maternal role for you. Um, so you might start questioning your early conditioning, really questioning, you know, what you were taught, what you were, what you were taught to believe. Do you want to believe this anymore? Is this affecting your life? That's, those are themes that can happen. It can also be that you buy a house, you sell a house, you move. It can have to do with your, your physical home. It can also have to do, um, with again, like your sense of safety and comfort. So you might just notice that you, you want to feel a bit more secure and a bit maybe, maybe not hidden, but you definitely want to feel like you have that sense of privacy that you can, you can come home and wrap yourself up in a blanket and feel that sense of safety. So there's going to be some 
some shifts happening for that um, for you over this year. And a, a place, uh, another pressure point for you to really pay attention to this year is your also your one-on-one partnerships, relationships, marriage. So, you know, with these two playing together, this could be that you move in with your partner. It could be that you move out from living with your partner. Um, it could be that you all decide to buy a house together. It could be that you maybe especially because your 10th house is being activated too. At some point, it could be that you guys decide to work from home or they're working from home at one point or the way that you're making money is shifting and changing. Um, If you're single, this could mean um, you even just start maybe looking at your early conditioning when it comes to partnership. Like if, you know, why don't you have a partner? Do you want a partner? Do you, do you, has society told you you have to have a partner? Maybe that's not a big deal for you. Maybe that's not who you are. Maybe you're really wanting to put energy and focus towards your career. And, you know, the idea of having a monogamous partner is really just not appealing to you right now. Um, and do you feel okay about that? Does, how do you know, can you, is there early conditioning or even your authority figures that are telling you that like, that's not okay or however you're choosing to do partnership? Um, but I, I really see the the main focus being the home for you. There's also some other times when like your first house is going to be highlighted when Mars goes through Scorpio around um, October 20th to December 13th. This is likely to be a really dynamic time for you because this is your first house. So Mars is not, it's, it is a malefic energy, meaning it, it can generally do harm um, and not, I wouldn't say more harm than good, but it it steers towards doing a bit more destruction because it's, it is the planet of cutting it's fire. It's, it's war. It's, um, competition. It's athleticism. It's also like your raw sexuality. Um, it's intensity, it's ego. It's, it's definitely associated with the masculine and Mars is, you know, is, your chart ruler. So where I would actually say for you, where Mars goes over this year is going to be very significant for you, maybe even more so than the other signs because Mars rules your first house. So you might be being very personally affected by the changes happening with the home, by changes happening with your partner, but maybe even being a focus on yourself of like, how are you taking care of yourself? How are you relating to yourself? And all of these subjects like career, home, marriage or, you know, that one-on-one partnership. And also partnership can be a business partnership. It doesn't have to be romantic and it can also be clients that you work with one-on-one. So, but it's some sort of like one-on-one commitment with another person. So you might, there is likely to be some sort of dance happening over the course of this year between all four of those houses. Um, and, but again, it's going to be anchored in that fourth house of home. So all, all everything that's going to be happening for you, it's almost going to kind of feel like the most important thing for you to figure out is where you're living or the most important thing for you is to like your home to feel safe. And for, you know, and maybe it's that you want to buy a home and it's yours. And the most important thing for you is to have a home that's yours and where everything functions well and where there's peace or wherever, whatever, but there's there's going to be, and maybe even that home is like a home within yourself. Maybe it's not a physical home, but it's like the most important thing for you is to feel at home with yourself. Um, and then the eclipses that are happening are going through your second and your eighth house. So themes about finances could be coming up. Um, 
how much you're making. Um, also what, how you're spending your money. It can also be, um, with, it looks like Sagittarius is in the second house. So I, it may be that you're like the way you're making money is shifting or maybe you're making less money. Um, and this has probably been going on since about mid June. Um, and will be going on for most of this year. Um, but something about your finances is shifting and there's a move towards like really focusing on other people's money um, or debt, taxes. It can also be inheritances. So, I mean, this can be like maybe somebody passed away and you're going to get an inheritance. And because of that, you're, cho you know, maybe choosing to take, some, it's a, maybe a really large inheritance and you're choosing to take some time off work um, and live off of that money. Um or, you know, it can be, it can be lots of things. Um, it can also be, and you just change in how you're making money. Actually with this placement, it could be something about making money through the home. Um, that it, yeah, that's a possibility that there's like something about your home and making money, or maybe you're selling homes or you're selling your home and making money. Um, so yeah, just, those are just some themes. So Scorpio rising, hit me up if any of that resonates. And then the next sign we're going to look at is Sagittarius rising. I love Sagittarius risings. Um, they are so, so fun. My One of my best friends is a Sag rising, and he is just so fun. Um, so your big house this year is going to be your third house. So your third house is... It's your neighborhood. It's your community. It's the house of communication. It's also your house of siblings, short-term travel. Um, and I said earlier, it's communication. It's how you communicate your beliefs and your values to the world. So that's going to be a really big house for you. Um, this is also the house of blogging and like short-term writing. So it really doing, I think anything on the internet, because this is, this is a Gemini world house that anything of social media or blogging or even YouTube videos, anything that's like small, you know, bites, you can, it's not a whole production. It's not like a movie. Um, anything that you could like make from home and you're putting online, like you might, so I could see possibly this year being a shift for you in doing that. And maybe you already work from home. You already work on the internet, but like you start doing things um, more focused on social media and connecting to other people. So that's a possibility. It could also have to do with your siblings. You could become a lot closer with your siblings or even have some sort of tension going on in the area of your sibling. But with Jupiter there, hopefully there'll be, it'll be some optimism of like moving forward. It can also be your neighborhood. So like you might, yeah, you might decide to move neighborhoods and, but that be like a essential thing for you. This can also be short-term travel. So it could be that you're, you know, starting to take more trips or like short-term trips. So, um, and the other house, the houses that are going to be pressurized a bit this year are going to be your sixth house, um, where Taurus will be there, your ninth house and your 12th house. So this, so I would say the theme for Sagittarius and somewhat also Virgos, Pisces, and Geminis, part of this theme for you over this year is really learning how to let go of certain belief systems, reframe them, restructure them, and figure out how you're going to communicate those. And how is that influencing your deeper psyche, your spirituality, um, your really deep subconscious and also how you're living your everyday life, your health, how how that's manifesting. So it may be that some of the things that you're, you know, looking at this year are maybe something having to do with your health um, or not. It may not be, 
necessarily health related, but it definitely could be. Um, but you're really going to be looking at it's you're there might not be a ton of like physical shifts happening this year. It may be more like mental things going on or even like physical things, meaning like it might be health related, but it may not be that like you're moving or you're, you know, um, necessarily changing careers or something like that, but it might just be that your values are changing quite a bit, um, more, less values, but more how you're really thinking about the world and how you're perceiving the world and how you're personifying the world. Um, meditation I think could be really beneficial for you. Um, because your, because your 12th house is being highlighted. So Anytime anybody is having the sixth and 12th house highlighted, I always say, I think it's a really great time to get in therapy. Um, it's, and especially for you, because you have the eclipse is also going on your first and seventh axis. That can be a really dynamic, stressful axis to go on. Um, so you actually might be getting, wanting to get into a relationship or something really impactful happening with the relationship because the eclipses are happening right there. Um, I would say for you, it might be kind of, you might actually be advancing in a relationship, um, moving forward in a relationship or meeting or, you know, meeting someone new. Um, but lots of, I would say positive implications in your relationship, but maybe having to give up things you want for that other person and maybe compromising a bit. So that's kind of a theme over this year for you. Uh, also underlying like what you're believing, what you're communicating, um, and your sense of spirituality and how you're taking care of yourself. So there's a lot of focus on you this year. Sagittarius rising. And I know you guys love to explore and expand and, um, you know, travel and do new things and try new things. But I would say this is really going to be a year about you exploring that internally. Um, you definitely may travel this year, especially when Mars goes into your ninth house, whether you travel or not, you're going to definitely want to travel. Um, when Mars goes into your into Leo and that'll be happening around June 11th to July 29th. So you might notice that you really want to travel around that time. Um, Mars is again, a malefic. So I, I wouldn't say like, that's a great time to travel, but you definitely might like get an urge and a desire to. So, um, and be energized by it for sure. Um, so and then Sag rising, your 2020 was probably really rough for you because your ruling planet was in its was in the sign of Capricorn, which is its fall. So you are Sag risings. You're so optimistic. You always see the best, um, even if you got a lot of Scorpio energy. You do you you do like to look at believe that it will be okay in the end. That's part of a Sagittarius rising. Even if there's some pessimism involved, you really do believe at some point it will be okay. Um, but that might have really gotten tested for you this year, and I just want to hold space for that. And because that's really hard when you are a naturally really optimistic person. And then all of a sudden your optimism is shaken so much that it might feel like it's not, it's not worth it and it's not productive. Um, that's really, it's, it's like draining your life force. So 2021 is going to be better for you just in the sense of you're going to get some of your optimism back. And around May 13th to uh, June 20th, 
Jupiter is going to go into Pisces and you're going to feel a really beautiful surge of optimism around that time. Probably optimism you haven't felt since 2019. Um, So I want to say really use that time. Use that time to really let yourself get so saggy. Use that time. Maybe that's when you want to travel. Maybe, you know, May 13th around June 20th, that'd be a really beautiful time for you to go and travel some and get to, or at least explore and expand your horizons. Um, obviously be aware, you know, COVID and what that looks like. So maybe the travel isn't to a different country, maybe, you know, but let yourself expand around that time because you're Jupiter and Pisces is it's so juicy and beautiful and it's it's the other Sagittarius is ruled by Pisces and I mean excuse me Sagittarius and Pisces are both ruled by Jupiter so they both have that optimism that openness so and really Sagittarius rising 2022 is going to be your year so this year is going to be better than last year but next year is like your year so but you're going to get a little preview of that around May. So Sagittarius Risings, I know you've been probably feeling feeling a little rough, but it's going to be okay. And you will expand again. You will grow again if there's been some, you know, maybe that hasn't been happening to the extent. But um, yeah, you're, you're, you're doing it. You're doing great. Moving on to Capricorn Risings. Capricorn Risings, you guys have also been going through some shit. You guys honestly may be going through as much shit as um, the anybody. Capricorn Risings. Um, also, if you have a lot of Capricorn energy like I do, I have five planets in Capricorn, you've also been going through some shit. Um, but my, yeah, my first house, Cap Risings, you guys have been going through it the past three years and really 2020. I mean, whew, it kicked your ass. And Good news, there is some relief. <laughs> so you still have Pluto in your first house, which is very dynamic. So, and that's going to stay there for a while. So, you know, there's still going to be a lot of transformation happening in your life, a lot of death and rebirth energy going on. So just, you've been experiencing that. Just continue, continue thinking about yourself being the phoenix rising from the ashes. You're the butterfly. You're changing and evolving. And you're still going to continue to do that as long as Pluto is in Capricorn. But with Saturn and Jupiter leaving, you're losing a lot of the, um, just the, just the exaggeration of it. And then also the tension of Saturn and that stress and that pressure of Saturn, you know, having the pressure of Saturn on top of this transformative energy of like, I have to trans that's, and then also this expansive energy of Jupiter, what that probably felt like cap risings is a feeling of like, I am evolving and changing so much and I am expanding and I am experiencing so much resistance while also experiencing so much pressure to go ahead and get done, but you are you don't even know what you're getting done. You're just feeling pressed on, pressed on, pressed on. And now you're just feeling the death and rebirth energy, which is a very powerful energy. So there's likely to still be really big shifts and deaths and endings and beginnings in your life, which we can talk more about Pluto and Capricorn in a different episode, but it's not going to feel so intense as you've been feeling because the combination of those three planets is rough. So 
right now you're probably still kind of licking your wounds, especially as Capricorn or the sun is going through Capricorn. Venus just entered Capricorn, which I think is really a beautiful thing for you to get to have a little bit of a little bit of TLC from Venus um, coming through. But you know, as the sun is going through, it's still it's still a really highlighted place in your chart. So as the sun moves into Aquarius, um, you might start, you know, just feeling like you can start letting 2020 go um, and letting and moving into this next chapter. So for you, I would say February is probably going to feel more like the new year. I mean, I think that's actually true for everybody, but especially for you all, I think you're going to feel finally like, okay, I can breathe. I can, you know, and then you're going to feel supercharge of energy in your second house, which is your house of finances, which is likely not been um, a house that you've put a lot of attention to lately or has been has gotten the kind of attention it's needed because of all the stress that's been happening in your first house. So your second house is your house of finances. It's um, your values. It's your things. It's how you make money. It's also food. Um, it can be um, things of that nature too because Taurus is f- food and rules the second house. But it's a, it's finance is generally the one that people notice the most. Um, so finances are up for you. The way you make money, how you're stewarding your money. It's like the most Christian fucking thing to say ever, how you're stewarding your money. Um, but what you're doing with your money, how you're spending, it's a pretty, it's, it's, it's up for you. So, you know, with Jupiter there, you might be feeling a bit more optimistic. So you may have found a new way recently to make money. Um, and then with Saturn there, it could feel maybe a pressure of needing to make more money um, or even other income being stopped. Or, But Saturn's not going to let you over. This is not a time you want to overspend. You know, Jupiter, you, know, you might want to, okay, okay, I'm going to spend some money. But you really, this is a time you really want to stick to a budget and get clear about your finances, get clear on how you're spending your money and what you're going to do with your money. Another big house that's being highlighted for you is children. So this could have to do with your children. Maybe you're trying to plan for their future or better provide for them. Um, Or it could be that there is an expense that's coming from your children or something about that this year. Um, This could also be creativity. So it could be even that you're making money doing something more creative um, or making money doing something having to do with children. This is also romance and play. So the houses that you really want to focus on are your second houses, your fifth houses, your fifth house, your eighth house, and your 11th house. So we're at the fifth house right now, which is this romance, this play, creativity, self-expression, children. Um, and as it's forming that square, um, when Mars goes into it or different planets transist, um, transits through your fifth house, you're going to feel it pressing up against your house of finances. So that's something to be aware of. And then as... Um, in your eighth house, that's your shared resources. That's other people's money. That's debt. So you may, when Mars goes into Leo, which will happen around June 11th through July 29th, when Mars goes through your eighth house, um, you might notice that you all of a sudden debt is a lot more of an issue. Your taxes, you're paying attention a lot more to that. Um, it could be that your partner all of a sudden starts making more money. It could be that they stop making as much money. It could be that you receive an inheritance. Um, it could be, it also could have something to do with intimacy, um, or death, um, or your deeper, your deeper psyche as well. So, 
even your belief systems around money might like you might all of a sudden be like, oh, this is what's blocking me. And um, or those belief systems really are blocking you and you're having to address them. Um, and then also your community and your friendship. So how are you appearing to people? How are you looking to people? Maybe that's what's holding you back from not making money is being afraid of how you're going to come off to society, how you're going to come off to people. And, you know, that subject might get highlighted um, around Scor- when Mars is in Scorpio, October 30th to December 13th. So those are the areas that like you don't have to wait until the energy goes through those houses to start looking at it. So right now, Capricorn Risings, as I'm saying this, if you're like, yes, I hear you. I'm also seeing those themes connecting. Start making changes and working on your money mindset, working at how you're worried about how you're relating to your friends or society. And again, I'm going to say this also goes for my Aries Risings, my Libra Risings, and my Cancer Risings. Because... Yours might have more energy in a different house, but those themes, those same four core themes are still coming up for you this year because you're a cardinal rising sign. And so really start paying attention to those now because if, you know, finances is such a big deal for you over 2021, but also over the next three years, but this is a time when like the universe is giving you everything it's got to help you with your finances, to help you get them in order. So if you will put your primary energy there, because it's going to be tempting to put a lot of energy into your children, put a lot of energy into creativity, put a lot of energy into your community and your friends, and you though you need to put energy there too, but your primary energy needs to be how am I making money that is your primary energy right now so that is the most important thing for you to look at and and how are you making money dancing with how are you you know expressing your creativity how are you showing up to the world and also how are you relating with other people's money and intimacy Capricorn rising you also have Um, an eclipse going through your sixth and your 12th house. So definitely would consider having a therapist at this time if you don't already have one. It's likely that a lot of stuff around um, your mental health or the way you're doing your day-to-day life um, is starting to present itself, even your spirituality, your sleep. So, But how you're taking care of yourself on a spiritual level as well as a physical level and that daily maintenance that you're doing So highly suggest having a therapist or coach or somebody to help you through this time. Um, Next, we've got two more left, guys. We've got Aquarius rising and Pisces rising. Aquarius rising. This is a really, 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 really big year for you because all of these planets are about to stockpile up in your first house. So you have probably felt very hidden over the past three years. And all of a sudden, you are about to emerge as the biggest freaking butterfly you can imagine. And this probably feels really scary to you because you've gotten used to being Capricorn, but it also probably feels really relieving to you because it's about damn time. Um, So this year is going to really be about you, your body, your physical health, also your clothes, your personality, your appearance, the way that you're conducting yourself, but your self-authority. That's really the name of the game through 
when you have a lot of transits going through your first house is me. What do I want? What do I want? What do I want? And we can look at a Capricorn rising and see like that was a lot of their theme over the past three years. It was very like, what do they want? What do they want? What do they want? And that's that's shifting to you. So, but you also want to keep in mind that you have a, you have some tension coming from your, your seventh house of partnership as well as your home and your career. So you're having to figure out how to balance what you want with what these other three sectors of your life wants. Meaning like maybe you feel like a lot of pressure to like get your home in order or buy a home or whatever, um, or you're feeling pressure from your partner or just wanting to move forward in that area, also feeling pressures from the house of career. So you might feel these different themes coming up, but what you want to do is really anchor in taking care of yourself because it's easy to jump into these different houses and these different areas when a lot of pressure is getting put on one area of your life. It's also important to make sure that you're not cutting yourself off from what other people want, what other people need. So just just keeping that in mind. Um, but this is really about you. And it's about you having authority over you, your beliefs, what you want. So you may find this year, especially because you have your uh, the South Node going through your house of friends. So you may actually find that like your beliefs, your values, what you want is not in alignment with some of your community. Um, and you're letting some of them go, or maybe as you're expressing yourself and as you're showing up, you know, some of your community is shifting and letting go. And I just want to tell you that's okay because you're in a time of shedding and letting go of that area of your life, of community, of friends, of how people see you. But really, I think it's to help support you better having autonomy over yourself. It's not necessarily that you're going to like, you have to lose friendships, but you have to stop placing so much importance on what other people think and what society thinks. And that's what the eclipse has been asking you. And that's not a new energy for you. You probably know that. And especially having to go through the last three years, it's very likely that you've been confronting the theme of having self-authority, of believing in yourselves. But now it's time to really act on that. Now it's time to really experience what that feels like and step into that fully. Um, You're also, your house of creativity is really important and romance and play. So even over as while the nodes are in Gemini and Sagittarius, really that can that needs to be an area that's constantly being nurtured. You know, how are you expressing yourself creatively? This also could be a time when you decide to have children, um, or the I, the subject of children starts coming up, and that would that cycle is ending by the end of this year. But a conversation around children is likely to happen, or even you just kind of redeciding like what you think about children. Um, and again, if that's not where you are in your life, it could have to do more with creativity, self-expression, also romance, play, sex, fun, things like that. Um, yeah, so Aquarius, you're in for a pretty, Aquarius rising, you're in for a pretty dynamic year. Um, so show up, be yourself, take care of yourself. And the thing is, is anything that has to do with your health, you're not going to be able to get away with this year. So if something's happening, like if your body's hurting, if you're needing more rest, if you're needing to slow down, slow down, slow, slow down. You need, you might feel a little bit of a pullback to your energy as Saturn's going through your first house. Um, 
So and your energy also is very likely to like accelerate and be really high and through the roof and then come down. So and depending on what other placements you have in your first house, um, that could vary. I have a friend of mine, she has a ton of planets in her first house. And so all of this energy piling up, I doubt it's going to slow her down, but it's definitely going to be a really interesting, I, I mean, to see what's going to happen with all of those planets playing together because it's so much energy meeting together. So if nothing, I mean, like I know she's about to have a, like she will be a completely different person after three years. Like I'm a, I, and I don't know what that's going to look like. And I'm curious for her and excited for her. Um, but that, yeah, Aquarius rising, you will likely not recognize yourself in a year and three years from now. So but it's going to be a good not recognize yourself because you're going to be more connected with what you want. And it's not going to, yourself is not, you're going to be like, oh, this is who I've always been. And I'm finally figuring out how to express that and show that in my dress and the way I show up and the way I present myself to society and letting go of the people pleaser thing. Lastly, we come is to Pisces rising. Pisces rising, you are having all of this energy piling up in your 12th house, which probably is just fine for you <laughs> because Pisces rising, you guys love the mystical realm. You love that 12th house energy of spirituality, you know, the magical in between, um, and you're having a lot of energy pile up right there. So this is definitely going to be a time for you where your sense of spirituality is expanded. Um, there's a lot of focus there for you. But this can also be a time of a lot of anxiety, um, depression. So because you have all of those pile up in the 12th house. And I'm not definitely don't want to scare you Um that this has to be a bad thing. It doesn't have to be, but it 12th house is a tricky energy. I'm really good at working with 12th house energy. So Pisces rising, if you'd love to like to get a reading from me, that could be really beneficial. Um, even doing some, maybe some more spiritual coaching work to figure out how to better support yourself at this time, um, over the next year to three years. Um, Definitely would suggest getting a traditional therapist if that's something that you are open to and have money for. But I really would say like traditional therapy, yes, but because of all of the spiritual implications of the 12th house, I would say find somebody to work with. And that's why I said, you know, maybe wanting to work with me a little bit because I do work a lot with you know, life coaching and spiritual coaching, but also looking at your chart and figuring out how to work with that together because you're gonna have a lot of deep psychological things coming up for you. Um, but also in trying to integrate that in this, in your, in the spiritual world. Um, and you're probably really comfortable there. If you don't already have a meditation practice, I highly suggest starting a meditation practice. Um, I also really start, be aware of the drug and alcohol usage right now, because, that can also be something in the 12th house. So if you're somebody that uses drugs, you know, to either sleep or um, even just recreationally and for fun or alcohol or whatever, just be aware of that because you might find yourself using that to escape so much. And also watch your level of isolation. Um, I know a lot of the this energy is very, 
it's appealing to isolate and cut yourself off because Pisces risings, you love you love that spiritual in between. And also, so, so there's two things. There's or there's lots of ways that this can manifest, but I'll give you two extremes. So one extreme is that maybe you love this energy and you go and lock yourself in a cave and you know the middle of nowhere and you're just meditating all the time and having all these spiritual things. And that's and if that's an alignment and what you feel like your soul needs, go do it. Great. Um, you don't have to cut yourself off of all of society, but you definitely likely will feel like you want to. That also can be like from a positive manifestation of I really want to go do this all the way to I'm cutting myself off some off from society because I feel depressed, because I feel anxious, because I can't handle this mental pressure that's going on inside of me. Or maybe this can even be having like mental instabilities coming up, like hallucinations or things like that. So just all I'm saying is regardless of where you find yourself on that spectrum, whether you're like ready to go off into the mountains and be one with nature or whether you're already feeling a lot of anxiety or depressive behavior, seeing yourself starting to become a little bit more reclusive, please, please, please go get a therapist because this doesn't have to be a time when you're just going to grit and grit and bear it. It can really be a beautiful healing time. And you come out of the next three years knowing exactly who you are and able to express that beautifully to the world. Um, however, if you're hiding and you're scared and you are cutting yourself off from people, it can be a time where you really get caught up in your own storyline and start isolating more and more and more. So before, you know, a lot of times I think we wait until we really need to talk to somebody to go talk to somebody, even if you're not, you know, I think we all could benefit from talking to a therapist after the shit show that was 2020. So, I mean, I would just suggest going to do that for everybody, but especially Pisces Risings, you know, sometimes we wait until it gets so bad to go talk to somebody when it didn't have to get that bad. Um, and also I would just want to say, if this is a time for you that you need to, you find that you need to be on medication, either antidepressants or anti-anxiety, and that feels an alignment for you and good, and that's what you want to do, do it and don't feel bad about it because this is a really strong transit that you might need that extra support. And it may be something you don't use forever. It may be something that you, you know, use for the next year, two to three years, and then you find you maybe don't need it and start weaning yourself off of it with your doctor. Um, but regardless, just get some support. You know, even if it's not a traditional therapist, just make sure you have people that feel safe that you can talk to and um, express yourself. And again, get that meditation practice going. Um, this is also a really fun time to get into some more woo-woo spirituality stuff. So it could be a fun way of like making sure you're staying connected to people, but also you know, indulging this 12th house energy. Maybe you, you know, find different Facebook groups of people doing like new moon rituals or manifestation rituals or learning more about astrology and tarot and or even channeling, things like that. That can be really fun to do during this time. And then you also have the eclipses going through your fourth house and your 10th house. So 
you could have had, you could be going through a pretty significant career shift right now. Um, maybe you've stopped working and you're at home, or maybe your work has gone to home, or maybe you're just shifting from or letting go of the idea of focusing so much on your career or restructuring your career to focusing more on your upbringing, your early conditioning, um, or even on the home and really focusing on like wanting to be at home more, feeling that. So there's a lot of energy going on for you right now where you might be pulling, being pulled away from people, away from society into privacy. And that's okay. And that's good. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. Um, but you know, again, just, just making sure you're you're getting that support. And I went through all of that and didn't even tell you your other big houses, your other houses um, that are, you're going to be feeling some tension from is your third house. So how you're communicating um, can be your siblings, neighborhood, your sixth house, which is your health, your daily life, um, your diet it can also be your pets, people that work for you um, or your daily work. Um, and then also the ninth house, which is uh, your philosophy, um, your beliefs about life, religion, it can be long-term travel. It can also be learning in general. Um, and then your third house is also playing a role in that very significantly this year of communicating your beliefs. So it may be that like you're, you're really looking at what you believe and you're learning how to communicate that. Um, a bit more clearly to people or realizing that you're not communicating your truths to people, um, that you are hiding a bit. Um, 12th house can also be self-doubt. So you might notice that like you're hesitant to talk to people because you're afraid that you can't communicate well, or you're afraid they're going to disagree with you. Um, so there's there's an energy being asked of you pretty significantly this year to express your ideas. So you know maybe that's a really healthy way to to play with that 12th house energy maybe writing. So maybe you need to start a writing practice this year to help you talk about what's going on and maybe that turns into a blog, maybe that turns into a podcast, maybe some way to communicate what you're learning and what you're going through with other humans. Um I think is a really interesting, powerful way to use this energy. So I'm going to wrap it up there. This one was a lot longer <laughs> than the first one. Um, but I hope that, and I also for Pisces rising, I also want to say that if you're a Virgo rising, Sag rising, Gemini rising, you might also relate some to some of what I said in Pisces rising. So you know, I, I hope it was beneficial, even if that wasn't one of your six rising signs. Um, if you resonated with anything I said, or if you're, you know, one of those signs and you're, you're like, yes, I'm already starting to see these themes. Um, please let me know, hit me up on Instagram at I speak human podcast or my personal Instagram at Victoria G Stevens. That's Steven spelled with a P H S T E P H E N S. Um, and if you're interested more of what 2021 has to say with you, please, please, please book a reading with me. I love doing readings. I love doing people's charts. Um, and we can dive in there. I'm also starting to do, I'm starting to advertise more for my life coaching services. I've been a life coach for, gosh, I don't even know how long anymore, four, five years, something like that. Um, 
I've been a life coach and I've been helping people get the lives they want. And over the past year, year and a half, I've kind of shifted a little bit from that because I've been moving more into astrology and spirituality work. But I'm now seeing that I really, I, and I've always kept my life coaching business. I just haven't been advertising for it. But I'm now seeing such benefit in combining the two. Um, and as I'm starting to learn to step more into my truth and who I am and being honest and showing up fully, um, I'm finding that I'm able to use a lot of my spiritual practices and principles in life coaching and really helping my clients on a much deeper level. Um, and I, I, I feel like they're evolving a lot faster and they're having to meet with me a lot less because we're, I'm able to use the birth chart. I'm able to use, you know, my intuition. I'm able, um, just to feel out the energetics of what's going on as well as my life coaching, um, skills and tools to help them evolve really quickly um, and move through what's blocking them really quickly. So if you're interested in that, um, I don't have that formally set up on my website yet, but you can DM me and we can chat about that. Hopefully soon I'll be advertising it more for it. But um, so that's an option. Um, and if you love today's podcast, please, please, please share it on social media, tag me at I speak human pot podcast, um, share it with a friend, rate, review it on social media or on iTunes, subscribe to it wherever you're listening to it, please, please subscribe. And yeah, cause I, I'm doing this podcast because I love, love, love teaching people about astrology and there's so much good content on here and and there's going to continue to be so much good content on here. And I want, yeah, as many people to know about the benefits of astrology and how it can benefit their life as possible, especially as we're moving into this new paradigm, more and more and more people are going to start not only being open to astrology, but really using it and applying it to their lives. So I'm just wanting to get this information out there as quickly as possible to help people evolve through this Aquarian age. I hope you all have a lovely week. Thank you for listening to the podcast on our new day. We're on Mondays officially. Woohoo! So the release date for the podcast will now be every Monday. I'm very excited about that. Monday is the moon's day. It's a very feminine nurturing energy. So I'm hoping to be able to give that and communicate more of that to my audience. Um, as we go through this transition. I hope you all have a beautiful week. Talk soon. Bye.